Episode 126, Laughter for the Soul. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And here we are. I'm healthy again. Yep. So I don't feel like I'm, you know, fighting congestion and whatnot to uh, actually be able to hear Tony and be on the mics with you guys. And so, um, yeah, it's been, the kids go to summer camp tomorrow. Yes. So woohoo. Um, we're excited they, about that just to get more a week. importantly, they're excited about it. Yep. We're excited you know, about that. We're excited about them being excited and we're you know, excited. maybe there's a weekday rendezvous in our future. Um, Hopefully for those of you whose kids go to summer camp, it's something to think about, you know, lunchtime or, you know, after drop off, make some time for the two of you to spend time together and, um, you know, take advantage of that daytime those daytime hours that you might not normally get when the kids are home and around during summer. So. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> what else is going on? What else is going on? Um, gosh, not much. We've had a pretty mellow week, a weekend. We, we had dinner tonight with some friends, mm-hmm. which was nice. Got to talk about One Extraordinary Marriage. We're... Well, I'll be uh, talking to a pastor this upcoming week here in San Diego about One Extraordinary Marriage and what we've been doing. He just heard about it from our friend. And so I'm going to go in there and, you know, let him know what we're doing and see if maybe we can possibly speak there, if we can possibly do a one day intensive, do a small group study. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We actually, um, Last night at CRB, our church had a very, um, very special event there. I don't know how many of you out there have read the book Heaven is for Real by Todd Burpo um, about the story of his son Colton and uh, Colton um, when he was three was very, very sick and um, it was an emergency appendectomy, the appendix burst. I mean, just craziness. And then Colton almost died. Mm-hmm. Um, but while Colton was in surgery, Colton visited heaven and um, was able to share things with his parents after he came out of surgery and, and you know, in the months and years that followed that were really um, very revealing to them. And this book, it's been an amazing runaway bestseller they were sharing with the audience last night. They've sold seven and a half million copies. Uh, I've read the book. Tony hasn't. Um, but just, uh, you know, this amazingly down to earth family from Imperial, Nebraska. Um, literally, you know, you want to talk about heartland of America very much so. And so they were at CRB last night sharing their story and, you know, just talking about, um, you know, the, the father was talking about how, you know, he wrestled, you know, after this experience happened in their family, he wrestled with whether or not to share the story. And, you know, he was saying that God made it very clear to him that that sense of peace that he had when his son was restored was something that they needed to pay forward, mm-hmm. that they needed to share that sense of peace with others. They needed to share their story. They needed to share, um, Colton's experiences so that others 
could have that same sense of peace. And it was really interesting because as I was sitting there, it very much made me think of what we do here. That, you know what, if there's just one of you out there listening on any given week that hears something in what we say and says, okay, you know what? Got it. Yeah. That's what I needed to hear. And, and, you know, I was sharing um, at dinner tonight that when we started one, that's where we started. We started with the idea, because honestly, I mean, we would have never predicted when we started this podcast that we'd be recording episode 126. I thought we'd be lucky if we got to episode 10. Um, and as many of you have listened through the, the ages, you know, we almost shut it down and gave it up in 85, 86, 87, one right of those three. Area. Yep. And, um, and yet, you know, you as an audience share with us on a weekly basis what this podcast has meant for you, has meant for your marriage, has meant for your future marriages. Those of you that are singled and engaged out there um, that are listening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we love having our singles and engaged folks tuning in. Um, you are a growing segment of our audience and we're just, we're very thankful for you um, because we never figured when we started a podcast on marriage that we'd have singles listening to us. So that's, that's a lot of fun for us to know that you're out there. But um, really it was just one of those things where hearing that dad speak last night made us realize that, you know, we've, we've been blessed in this thing called marriage. Mm-hmm. And while everybody's own marriage experience is unique, there are a lot of similarities that go across the lines once you say I do. And um, so we're just, we're honored on a weekly basis to be able to, you know, kind of share what's going on in the DiLorenzo household and what's going on specifically in our marriage. And so we thank you for the opportunity to uh, be on your podcast or on your iPod, iPhone, iTunes, streaming Stitcher, Stitcher, wherever you find us, um, we're just thrilled that you tune in. Yeah, if and you, if you ever need anything and want to reach out to us, like many of you do each and every week via email, you can email us at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can also call us at 858-876-5663, and you can chime in. Let us know. If a certain episode has made you pivot in your marriage, you know, it's that point where you just said, aha, I get it. I need to make a turn here. Let us know. And it's not for Elisa and I, it's for us to be able to share with others out there because the, the strength of the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast comes when others learn that they're not alone in issues that they are facing in their marriage. You know, Lisa and I are doing our small group on Strip Down, and that's the power of Strip Down and the power of One Extraordinary Marriage is sharing with other couples that they're not alone. Right. That others have issues. And many of us wear masks around because we don't want to show those. But when we do show them, it's what we've always said. When you take off your mask... You're in a community where you are not loved less, but you are loved more because we're going to embrace you because we can truly and fully give you ourselves and that way you can receive it and then we can each love on each other, Mm -hmm. you know, and grow. And it does take time 
and it does take work, but that's part of the process. And where we're going to talk about tonight is an area that I think Elise and I, for many years of our marriage, have sort of, you know, it's not something we would say we think about often, but it is an area that when I hear the statistics and I hear the benefits of this particular thing, I wonder why we don't do it in our marriage more. And I know I've heard from other couples who do do this a lot. They, they're, they're joyful, they're jubilant, they're, they're smiles on their faces. And for us in our marriage, we tend to be more stoic at times. We tend to be more stern, especially around our children. We, we tend not to let down our guard at times. We're very, we're very good at um, just, you know, there's, there's a way that we act around each other. And I'm not saying it's bad. We, we, we do very well around each other. But it's this one particular area that sometimes I wonder. I'm like, gosh, if we could just let go a little bit more, what could happen? What could possibly happen? And so what I'm talking about and what we're going to talk about tonight is laughter. Kids do it unabidedly. They just they just will laugh, mm-hmm. you know, and it can really get us going and us laughing. But take that equation out. Say you don't have kids or your kids are older and they don't laugh a lot or whatever it might be. But look at you and your marriage and how much do you laugh? How often are you laughing with each other, chuckling? I will say in our marriage... I think we could go weeks. You yeah, know? absolutely. We could go weeks without laughing. And this weekend on Facebook.com slash One Extraordinary Marriage, I was just having some fun. I wanted to have fun there because not, not because I knew we were going to talk about laughter this week, but just that sense of, you know what? It's summertime. I'm sure many of you are running around, got the kids at home, whatever might be going on. It's hot for many of you out there in the Midwest and East Coast. It's like scorching hot, at least anyways here in the United States, around the world. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't keep tabs on how everybody else is doing. So for all of you in South Africa, Australia, and Europe, and Canada, I don't know how you guys are doing. I hope you're having a blessed week, though. Um, but I just wanted to just loosen people up. And so... I put this up there, and it's a song by Tim Hawkins called, right, Hawkins? I think so. Hold on here. This actually came to us from one of our listeners. Yeah, uh, from Ken. And it's things not to say to your wife. So here we go. Take a listen. And it's a, it's a couple of minutes. So here we go. <laughs> did the choreography myself. Hey honey, have you gained some weight in your rear end? The dress you wear reminds me of my old girlfriend. And where'd you get those shoes? I think they're pretty lame. Would you stop talking cause I'm trying to watch the game? If you're a man who wants to live a long and happy life, these are the things you don't say to your wife. All right, that's a little piece of that. And I'll uh, I'll put the the link in there. And so, 
I showed this to Elisa because I put it up. For those of you who don't know, I pretty much do the Facebook stuff. Elisa will comment here once in a while. But I get back from a ride, and I was like, hey, did you see what I put on the on the fan page? She's like, no. I, she's like, I sort of saw it, but I haven't been on there yet. It's like, all right, well, come here and listen to this. And so I'm playing this, and I'm just rolling. I mean, I just came off of a 70-mile bike ride. I mean, four plus hours on the bike, you know, pretty torch, pretty, pretty tired. But, you know, I'm, I'm just laughing. And Elisa's just sort of sitting there going, yeah. That's funny. I mean, I, I just, um, by nature, and it is just because I tend to live my life more keyed up. I, I don't find myself um, given to a lot of spontaneous laughter. Mm hmm. And, um, so yeah, so I thought it was funny, but it wasn't like, for me, it wasn't like fall over. Yeah. But then I played some of his other ones. Well, and and they're funny, but I mean, not for me, it wasn't like laugh out loud funny. Right. So, (laughs) and again, I'm, we're just bringing this up. Hey, for some of you may be going, what are you getting all worked up about it? Not not getting worked up about it. I'm just saying there are just times when I feel like, wow, if we added laughter in more, what could that do? And so for this, we did a little research, mm-hmm. you know, because well, what are the benefits of laughter? Many of us have heard them. I know I've heard them before. And so I just wanted to see, okay, well, what if we were able to laugh more? What if we were able to just let go a little bit more and have fun with each other more, you know, out of the bedroom and maybe even in the bedroom, you know, especially in the bedroom, because for many of us, that is an area and in a place where if laughter comes in, usually the spouse who isn't laughing gets dejected. Mm hmm. Right, I mean, because you're starting to go. Wait, wait a minute. Why are you laughing? Are you laughing at me? What I just did? You know, it's sort of we get so serious. And again, when I say we, it's Elisa and I. You know, we get we get serious. And so when laughter comes into that bedroom, it really can throw us for a loop. Sure. I mean, it's. I mean, we've done it before. I think I don't remember if we share in the book or not stripped down. Um, one of the first times that Tony tried to pray as a couple in mm-hmm. our bedroom, um, he started and I just had that spontaneous, you know, one of the few times I have spontaneous giggling, my husband decides, you know, he's going to pray. And that's when I burst out into laughter. Um, not because of what he was praying was funny. It, it had nothing to do with his prayer. It had nothing to do with him. It was just kind of one of those like, I don't know, random fits of laughter. And, that was something for us to have to work through because it was very much the, Oh great. What did I do? That was so funny. I'm trying to pray. Mm -hmm. You know what? (laughs) Now you laugh. Um, and so you have to be able to have that conversation of why are you laughing now? You know, what is it? You know, especially, you know, if it's, if you're trying something, you know, new positions and we've talked about this before, if you're trying new positions, um, they're going to result in laughter sometimes because 
sometimes new positions are just awkward or like body parts don't go the way you think they're supposed to go. And, and sometimes it's just funny, you know, you end, you find yourself in this like twister position and sometimes it's funny getting into it. Sometimes it's funny trying to get out of it. Um, but again, if you're the only one laughing, you've got to be able to explain why you're laughing without causing deep pain on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so let's just go over some of these things that we have come across and why laughter is so great for your mind and for your body and for your relationship for that matter. You know, just sort of that that's one of those walls, right, that we build up. And again, for Elisa and I, this is one of those areas where, you know, it just doesn't happen often. But then we started doing some research and, and I'm looking at the benefits. So here here are some we're gonna just rattle off here. Laughter relaxes the whole body. It says a good hearty laugh relieves physical tension and stress, leaving your muscles relaxed for up to 45 minutes after. I mean, how many of you know from going to a comedy club or watching something that just makes a TV show or a movie or whatever it might be that you are on the floor laughing and when you come out of it, you just feel so relaxed. As a child growing up and even as an adult, there are a number of times that I can remember this happening. And this is usually around my mother. (laughs) There are things that my mom can say and do that will just make me laugh. And she starts laughing and her laughter is sort of contagious. And I can remember as a child and even as an adult, just even a few years back, a couple years back, just being at the dinner table and it was my mom, my brother, and myself. And, and something, th- there's some sort of conversation that happened between the three of us. And within seconds, the laughter that was coming, I mean, it was just so heavy. It, it was tears just streaming down my face. And it was one of those times where you're just like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm okay. And then you just go fall right back into it. My mom would just keep going. And I can remember those times so vividly because you know what afterwards it was it was one of those times where you just come out of it and you're just like ah like everything was washed away in those minutes you know just being in the moment and uh i I truly truly loved it and do love it um yeah my mom's a pretty amazing woman um laughter boosts the immune system you know Instead of taking medications or, or other pills, per se, to boost your immune, maybe just start laughing more. You know, it, it triggers the release of endorphins. You know, this is the body's feel-good chemical, which for us as married couples is the chemical we want released. You know, that's that chemical that attracts us at times to our spouse, you know, it's like, oh, all right, you know, the endorphins are going, let's get going, let's get it on. So laughter protects the heart. It improves the function of the blood vessels and, and increases the blood flow. So those are a couple that are just beneficial to your overall health, 
you know? And so do you laugh? Are you laughing? Are you like Lisa and I who are more stoic, a little more tame, you know, or are you ones that laugh a lot? And I find it interesting because I think you can even see it in couples, you know, those that do and those that don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we went to our, our marriage retreat this past, it was last weekend, the first night it was led by the co-directors of our marriage ministry, Leo and Suzanne. And it was a very different feel. Leo is, he's just a funny guy in a different way. I mean, he's not trying to be funny, but some of the words he'll say. And he had us busting up at times. It was just so much fun. And the way you could just sense that room as a whole, where in years past, that first night seemed very, what would you say? And he just said a different tone. Yeah, he just the said laughter it. and it set a different tone. Yeah, and then at the end of it, he had a Sinbad segment about thirty minutes that Sinbad does on marriage. And if you can find this, I forget where he found it, HBO or wherever. I don't know, but if you can find this thirty-minute segment of Sinbad talking about marriage, oh my gosh, so hilarious! At that, I mean, Elisa was actually even laughing. Elisa was laughing at that one. I was, <laughs> I, you know, he said some funny things. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, I am one of those people, you know, as we've done some of this research for tonight, I am one of those people. I take myself very seriously. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's who I am. It's kind of how I've always been. I've never been one of those sort of carefree laugh at everything type, um, type of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look at those people. I'm like, wow, how do they do that? Um, so, you know, and, and so Tony, Tony's being very generous when he keeps saying we, but it is more me being the serious one in the relationship. Um, and I know this about myself. It's just, I, you know, I won't say it's just who I am because I know that people can change. Um, it's who I've chosen to be. I, I will say that because um, it's been very comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. And this is not an easy topic for me to talk about um, because I know, I, you know, I know that he would enjoy having more laughter. I know our kids would probably enjoy having more laughter. Um, and so this is, this, is, this is a challenging topic for me. As you can tell, Lisa is staying a little quiet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's- so here's some more benefits of laughter. Mental health benefits, we'll give you a couple here. Adds joy and zest to life, eases anxiety and fear, relieves stress, improves moods. Social benefits, strengthens relationships, attracts others to us, enhances teamwork. You know, let's think about those in that social benefits. Think of those in your marriage, you know, helps diffuse a conflict, you know, Maybe something's starting to boil under, underneath the surface. Can we find a way to just look at ourselves and maybe laugh at ourselves and the situation we've set up to diffuse that conflict before we start hitting it head on and start really going at each other, you know? And by laughing, we're able to promote 
you know, bonding between each other. Instead of being torn apart, we're pushed together or forced together. How's that done? You know, as I, as I talk about this, and, and for Elisa, you know, it eludes us. But it, for me, personally, it is finding these videos. You know, just getting out there, finding ways that will give us the opportunity. I can't make Elisa laugh. You know what I mean? I can't be sitting. The one thing I don't want you to do as a spouse, if you have a spouse who's more stoic like Elisa, this isn't something that you hold over their head, you know? And because you bring the video up or the movie up and they're sitting there and they're just sort of chuckling, you know, you're not hammering them over their head because they're not, right? That that isn't going to get you anywhere. That's gonna that's gonna cause conflict, not diffuse the conflict that you're hoping. So, you know, even though I was showing those videos to Elisa and I'm looking for some affirmation from her, you know, like, hey, wasn't that funny? Because I mean, I'm I'm on the floor rolling on some of these. I mean, I'm just cracking up. And she's like, yeah, they're good. I'm not gonna just pound her over the head at that point in time. I'm like, okay, cool. At least I got something out of her in the sense that she was smiling. She was engaging in the, in the time we were there together. Uh, and, you know, for those of you that are the most uh, more stoic spouse, um, you know, don't beat yourself up either. Right. You know, you can, you know, make efforts. Um and this is something that I've wrestled with for a long time. I've known I've been the serious one for ever <laughs> in our marriage relationship. Um, yeah, and part of it, I used to, you know, just say, well, Tony's the extrovert and I'm the introvert and, you know, kind of put those labels on it. Well, you know, he's going to be social and fun loving and, and that type of thing. And, and the truth is that's been an aspect of my personality that I have been able to change. You know, I have been able to become more extroverted. I would still say Tony, you know, it's kind of like the high desire, low desire thing. I, I still think Tony's more extroverted, but I have no, I mean, early on in our marriage, I had no desire to be social whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of that same, that same, um, I guess, scale. You know, I decided a number of years ago that, you know what, I do like hanging out with people and I would like to be more, um, more extroverted. I, I am never going to be my husband. I mean, Tony walks into a room and he's got, you know, a room full of new friends. I mean, that's just who he is and how he relates to people. And, and I'm just, I'm more reserved. I might walk into a room and have like five new friends. Mm-hmm. But five years ago, I might not have even walked into the room. So the same thing can be said for those of you that want to have more laughter, that want to have more fun. I mean, you can start taking these little steps. And if you look at any of the websites that talk about, um, you know, how to get more laughter in your life and, and how to do things like that, you know, a lot of them talk about, you know, I mean, we've all seen it. If, if you're on Facebook at all, your friends post up the funny stuff on Facebook. I mean, there's the videos of the cats and there's the videos, you know, I mean, you can Google any funny thing that you want, but almost all of the, the laughter research says find something that's funny. Like if this is an area that you need more of, 
start finding things that are funny, start smiling. Okay, there's a crazy thing. Um, those of us that are more serious, shockingly enough, do not smile as much as those that are more laid back. I know it's coming out as a huge revelation to all of you people. It's kind of like when we tell you that you have to talk to your spouse in order to have communication with your spouse. Same kind of revelation. If you want more smiles in your life, smile more. Because it's amazing when I actually smile at my kids, most of the time they smile back. Mm, craziness. When I smile at my husband, he has, yeah, he smiles back too. Um, and, and for some people on the more serious side, it starts with a smile. You know, it starts with surrounding your, yourself with people who are fun. And sometimes that's hard because if you're more serious, then, you know, sort of seeking out those fun loving, more relaxed types, it kind of goes against who you are. And so you really got to step outside your comfort zone to associate with, to seek out, to make relationships with people that are fun loving because it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I have a few friends like that. And and there are times when I'm just like, oh my gosh, could you get a little more serious, please? But they keep me from taking myself too seriously. Because, you know, which is good, which is a good thing. And we could all, you know, those of us that are serious could all use more people in our lives who keep us less serious. So, you know, it's baby steps, folks. Mm -hmm. Baby steps. And don't beat yourself up. If, you know, you're not going to go from being, you know, serious Jane one day to the class clown the next. Right. Uh, There's no way that's going to happen unless you have like, you know, some kind of, I don't even know what would cause that to happen. I don't know if it's possible. Um, you know, but the reality is, is that just like I chose to become more extroverted, you can choose to bring more laughter into your life. Mm-hmm. You can, it's like all of this stuff with marriage. Nothing is set in stone. Okay. Short, uh, the only thing about marriage that's, that should be set in stone are your vows that say, as long as life shall last. That should be the part of marriage that's set in stone. The rest of it, fluid. So if you're not where you want to be, if you're not the person that you want to be for the benefit of your marriage, then you have the power to change that. You, mm-hmm. you have the power to change yourself. Tony said it very well. He does not have the power to change me. I've tried before in the past. It doesn't work. And it doesn't work. It frustrates him. Yeah. It makes him crazy. So he works on what he can. Hey, Elise, I found this funny video. Hey, Elise, you know, listen to this crazy song. Uh, This Tim Hawk, it kind of reminds me of Weird Al Yankovic taking, you know, popular songs and then, um, yeah, doing the spoofs on them. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what it reminds me of. But this guy's funny, and, and when he talks about the choreography, I mean, he's a one-man guy. So when he talks about choreography, he's like kicking out his leg, which I do think is kind of funny. But <laughs> see, laughter, ha-ha, I just laughed. Um, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. This is an easy one um, for those of us that are very serious to start filling our head with a lot of negative messages and um, putting ourselves in a real down position. And it's easy to do because those people that are laughing always look like they're having so much more fun than we are. And so it's very easy to start filling your head with the, well, I'll never be as funny as they are. And uh, I just, I'm just, I'm the serious one. 
Somebody's got to be serious around here. It's going to be me. You know, you just start filling your stuff ahead with that garbage. And all it does is drive a wedge into your marriage. It does. What you need to fill your head with are the, well, you know what? I'm trying. I'm working on being funnier. And it's not even funnier. I'm just, I'm working on finding humor. Because you don't have to be, I mean, some people just are not funny. I mean, let's, let's say not everybody in the world got to not design us all to be funny. Right. But he did design us all to be able to find humor. Yeah. And, and that's by being, you know, spontaneous, you know, less defensive. You know, there, there are ways that you can find yourself in a situation and stop if you can, which I know is hard at times, especially when you got kids jabbering in your ear. You guys understand that, right? We, we know, especially those of you who have kids, what it's like. You know, we got it. So don't come telling us that you, we don't understand your situation. No, we probably do, you know, because... We got two active kids that have been around the house a lot, especially during the summer months. So we get it when we're trying to stop and just see the humor in something. You know, as I'm just trying to think, just of things that the kids have done recently that I just, uh, I get so tensed about. But instead, I just need to look at them. And what they've done... Case in point, it happened 45 minutes ago. <laughs> Oops. Oh, hold on. The so, laundry? Oh, no, I was thinking about the harmonica. Oh, the harmonica, yeah. So Abby um, goes out with a girlfriend today, and she gets... The mom buys Abby a harmonica. I guess both girls got harmonica. Fortunately, they got different colors, so we'll be able to keep them separate. Um, but Abby is now the great harmonica player to the point where she, you know, holds her harmonica and she closes her eyes and she's just, she's in the moment with the music, with her plastic harmonica. And which uh, is just awesome because, um, okay. See, I have to say it's making me laugh just thinking about her doing this right now. Cause it's really kind of funny how musically inclined she is when her mother has not an ounce. I understand. But so, so she's playing her harmonica and she's making up all these songs and then she sings us the songs that go with the music. Wait, but let me finish. I used uh, to have a harmonica in college. Did you know that? I feel like I did know that. I had a harmonica. I wanted to learn how to play the harmonica because I thought it'd be a good way to pick up the girls. Yeah. How'd that work for you? Well, I didn't, I didn't practice enough. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) lucky for me. There's no girl just swooning over Tony's harmonica playing. Um, but yeah, so we're trying to get ready for bed. You know, we've gone out to mm-hmm. dinner. We've got over friends for dinner. Come home. Have made it very clear to the kids. Tonight's podcasting night. And when they come home, they need to get ready for bed. So we get home. I'm bringing stuff in. Tony's wrapping stuff up in the garage. And I'm like, where are the kids? Well, so our kids have been going at it all weekend. And now they decide, because of course we're trying to podcast and it's time to go to bed, that this is the time that they're going to collaborate Mm-hmm. on their harmonica playing in their bathroom. Mm-hmm. So they're perfectly content to be in each other's company in a, you know, bathroom. So the smallest room in our house. I know. And they're playing their harmonica back and forth. Harmonica, harmonica. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Now you have to get along? So you don't want to interrupt. And she comes out and she's like, mom, let me play you my song. And so she, you know, plays me this harmonica song. And she goes, 
Do you know what the words were? <laughs> Do you know what the word? I'm not very good at, like, I can't figure out Tony's mind. I definitely cannot figure out the mind of a six-year-old. And I said, no, I don't. And she's like, well, here, let me sing it to you. And so she sings me the song, you know, Mom, I love you. And so then she has to play it for me again so I can hear the, yeah. And she is, like, this is, you know, she's the next American Idol harmonica player. Yeah. That's how serious this harmonica is to her. And I'm just like, will you go to bed? <laughs> Instead of just being in the moment with her mm-hmm. and, and, you know, having that. I mean, I did tell her, it was before I told her to go to bed, we did have the, that was a great song, honey. Thank you for singing me, Mommy, I Love You. And um, But now it's time to go to bed, right? We, we talked about this, you know, and I instantly switched back into serious mom. We have rules we have to follow. We've got, you know, <laughs> go to bed. But maybe it's for us being able to find those times and, you know, instead of just plopping down into bed most nights and reading, maybe it is overlooking or looking back over the last four or five days and and finding those moments where we can find instances that made us laugh. And maybe we're not together during those times. You know what I'm saying? Okay, the reason I'm laughing now, now, see now I feel like I have to justify to you guys every, well not justify, but explain every time I'm laughing. Um, the reason that strikes me as funny is because I think it'd be over in about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you okay. know, if we had to actually, uh, like when did I laugh in the last four days? I probably didn't, over. Next conversation. <laughs> well, see, that would make us. See, but just there I made you laugh. Right. I laughed. Yeah, maybe it's getting a joke book. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of ways that we could do <gasps> that so it would book. loosen us up. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so what do you guys do to bring laughter into your marriage? I mean, for some of you, it's a very natural thing. Some of you, that's just the way you're wired and everything is funny and in a good way. You find, you're you able to find the humor in situations. I'm not saying that you make light of everything. Yeah, so educate us those that don't. <laughs> yeah, or for those of you that have had, you know, that have a more serious spouse, how do you inject laughter and humor into your marriage? Or if you've been the one to kind of get past the I'm the serious one and now I'm able to see the fun and have fun in life, share, put your comments below. Um, this is really, you know, I, I'm begging share some of your insights with me because I am the serious spouse and, and she, and she is not alone by all means. I, I am there just as much as she is. Yeah. You're being generous. All right. But I am there many a times, you know, being serious and not letting go as well. So with that being said, we'd love to hear from you guys. Info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You email us what's happening. Good, difficult times, how we can pray for you. You send us an email there. We're going to get back to you. Sometimes it'll take us a few days just because of what's happening in our life. We have not heard a we did it in a long time. And that's for our seven days of sex challengers who complete seven days of sex Call in 858-876-5663. You guys scream, we did it, and we're getting you on the air. If you want to do your 7 Days of Sex Challenge, you can get it at 7daysofsex.com. That is our Kindle book that will walk you through each day, helping you 
guide you so that you complete your first, your second, your third, whatever seven day of sex challenge you are on. You guys, we love you. We thank you. And we will see you next week. <laughs>